Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nine Bob Note. I am Paul. And I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm not really, boys and girls. That's dry January out the window. <laughs> Dry January. I can't imagine Outday. any... What, what a way to start the year. <laughs> I know. Putting Pointless. all the pubs out of business. <laughs> yeah. And being miserable for a whole month that's already miserable anyway. Have you ever tried? No. <laughs> no. The only time I've ever done it... Well, yeah, in fact, the only time I've ever done it is a couple of years ago when Stuart wasn't very well and the doctor said, how about you just lay off the booze for... A few weeks. Oh, I remember yeah. that, yeah. And just see if that makes a difference. And although the doctor hadn't said completely stop, he said, I'm going to. I'm just going to go the whole of November without any alcohol. And so, although I didn't give up with him, I did support him a bit by drinking less. But yeah. Well, I remember, again, years ago, I, I was dating somebody for quite a while, and she had quite a high-powered job. I can't remember what the impetus was for her deciding that she was going to give up drinking for a month. I think it was just sort of a detox or something like that. Or It's very easy to unwind at mm. the end of a day. Now, although we, we both enjoy a drink, neither of us are particularly heavy drinkers. We don't sit there getting soused every <laughs> night. But in solidarity, I, I did it with her. And it took about... Seven days, maybe. There was just this fidgeting in bed one night <laughs> at one or two o'clock in the morning. And from the darkness, are you awake? Of course I'm awake. <laughs> For the past week, I've been solving all the world's problems because I can't sleep. I'm still... <laughs> So we got up in the middle of the night, had a gin, and we slept very soundly. For, <laughs> because it, it just knocks the edge off for me. Although mm. I believe that classifies us because we have a drink every day as alcoholics. Apparently, yes. Get fucked. Whatever. Yeah. Load of balls. <laughs> anyway, what are we here to talk about this time? Well, it is unfortunately that time of year when I have got another year older. Woo! You've hey. completed another rotation of the sun. Well, <laughs> well done, <laughs> you. So it's time to pull out the old birthday honours, Rosette. Who are you pinning to this year? This year, the lucrative honour <laughs> is, is going to... RuPaul Charles. Oh, for... <laughs> I love how we surprise each other with these things. I don't know anything about them. No, you can't make me know this. So RuPaul Charles, also or more commonly known as RuPaul, is a drag performer, a gay man who's been around for hundreds of years. Sort of came to prominence, I would say, in the 80s. You, you know, like the sort of the New York clubbing scene and things like that and when drag queens particularly in america were really sort of becoming fashionable and the people that everyone wanted to hang out with so he as rupaul charles or she as rupaul charles <laughs> <laughs> don't misgender very people confusing. not on this podcast <laughs> yeah. but they <laughs> have Ah, the catch-all. <laughs> <laughs> I can the, hear the, the solicitors <laughs> sharpening their nibs. <laughs> yes. What did he say? No, I, be, I believe when he's not in drag, he goes by he, and obviously in a, in drag, it's she, because 
she's no woman, but I don't think it really matters. But yeah, they've been a very influential figure, a, a huge camp icon, lots of sort of films in the 80s and early 90s with cameos. And it's like, oh, look, there's RuPaul in the background. Um, oh, so he's been around that long? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, quite right. a long time, yeah. But they have also been... Oh, it, <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this is just too... He, she, they, he, he, it. it, it, it <laughs> it's been yeah. around for a while. Yeah. Let's just really stick the knife in. It's like, ah. That <laughs> thing has been on telly <laughs> for decades. Yeah. Well, he's been a very active member of the community, a campaigner for all kinds of injustices and, you know, all kinds of things. So very, very big in the late 80s and early 90s for, you know, AIDS charities and things like that. He's very sort of up in political things in terms of trying to get people to register to vote. So one of the big messages mm. that always comes across is if you don't vote, you don't have a voice. And it's, you know, we need people like us to vote and influence what's going on. But he is mainly, I would say at the moment, mainly known for a reality TV show called RuPaul's Drag Race. No, really, I've never heard of this. How well... <laughs> Let me educate you. Oh, please. <laughs> so, <laughs> How lovely. <laughs> we are currently on season 16 of RuPaul's Drag Race. The idea is it's, it's sort of based on any reality competition. You get a bunch of drag queens from across America and they take part in various challenges. They're based on the kind of things that you would expect from drag queens. So their ability to dance, their ability to lip sync, comedy skills, roasting or taking the piss as we call it over here. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and just various, various things like that. And, and basically each week someone gets sent home and then they have a winner and blah, blah, blah. And there's various sort of spin-offs of it. There's various international versions. So we have a UK version, which is broadcast on the BBC. <laughs> BBC, really, really. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. <laughs> But, I mean, it's a really fun show. It's very easy to watch and very entertaining. But also it does carry a lot of serious messages. So the people coming in will have, you know, sort of backstories and they tackle a lot of subjects. Uh, so a lot of the people will lead as kids or, you know, they've been subject to homophobic abuse. They've had trans people on more recently so that, you know, they've had sort of their stories. And also there's been a bit of a, a development because originally RuPaul said, well, we're not going to have trans people on the show because if you're a trans woman, then you can't really be a, a drag, drag queen, queen because... You're already a woman. Yeah. So you'd have to drag up as a man, really, you, wouldn't you? Well, well, yeah, but that, that would make you a drag king. Which, there are which drag is kings. Things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never... Really, logically, yes, but I've never really thought about it. Yeah. And more recently, it has evolved so that there are trans people on. So they've had trans men. Talk about two bites of the cherry. <laughs> yeah. And even cisgender women. They sort of say it's evolved. It's not just limited to a man wearing a wig. I bet that's peed off quite a few people, well, actually. Yes, it has. But then also, it's also shown that there's lots of different ways of doing drag. Yeah, I can see the the theory behind it, but if you've got somebody, say the Blackpool Pier gang, who've mm. made their entire life as a drag queen, and let's be honest, some of them are very, very good. Yeah. We went to Funny Girls. I've never been, I've only been <laughs> once, but I went with Simon and Alan. One in particular, you just think, 
are you really a <laughs> They're very good and they're very talented. And mm. so to have their trade diluted possibly might have put a few noses out. Of I don't know. I've, I've nothing to back this up, but I can imagine it might have done. Yes, I think I think it did. But then, particularly, I think in the UK, we have a very set idea of what a drag queen is and it is very much like you just described someone on Blackpool Pier or in uh, in Flamingos in Blackpool or any bar in Blackpool usually a 50 odd year old man with a bit of lipstick on and a wig and sometimes as you say they look fabulous Mm. the the one I can't remember their name Betty Legs something in Funny Girls yeah yeah. who must be 60 oh and the rest Yeah, yeah but uh, giving it legs full to die oh, for, yes. yeah. But, you know, the idea that we have in our head is you walk into the bar and they'll say some insults at you and it'll get a big laugh. But that is just one kind of drag. And I think the way that RuPaul has developed his attitude towards what drag is and the different areas has sort of helped educate everyone else. So although initially there were people who sort of said, mm, well, that's not a drag queen because they're not funny. All they do is jump up and down and dance and look good in a dress. Whereas they were saying, well, this person, they're not a drag queen because they can't dance. All they do is stand in the bar and take the piss out of people. So, you know, there's a, there's lots of different things there. But I think the sort of the evolution, and I think I'm possibly making this a lot deeper than it should be for a light and sane show. <laughs> oh, no, I can see the theory behind it all, though. And, and I hope the majority of people are more happy with it than aren't. It doesn't really affect me at all. It's not my sort of area of interest, expertise, whatever. However, uh, I must admit, I do fall into that category of people. I do probably have a firmly fixed idea of what I expect a drag queen to be. Mm. You're Lily Savage. You're, yeah, uh, you diamond lil. <laughs> brace yourself in front of diamond lil. Oh, my, I wonder, I wonder what happened to him. Poor old bugger. <laughs> It's like anything along these lines where the lines get blurred for a particular profession. I just hope it doesn't end up being. Basically, anyone can be a drag queen. Whatever you choose to dress yourself up as, I'm a drag queen, I'm dressed as a giant cactus. But that's <laughs> that's who I am. I don't know. I would feel sorry for anybody that's made a living out of this. And then people coming along saying, well, I'm a drag queen as well. You're not. yeah. I think that's probably where the show Drag Race has probably helped because they do have contestants on who come along and say, yes, I'm a drag queen, but I'm a different kind of drag queen than you are. And that's fine, but they have to prove themselves against the others. Whereas, you know, if I put a cactus costume on and went into flamingos in Blackpool and said, hi, everyone, I'm a drag queen, I'd get quite rightly booted out. Yeah, but as long as the cactus had a wig on it. (laughs) Yeah. And a thong. (laughs) But RuPaul has been around for a long time and does raise awareness of a lot of issues, particularly in America, because uh, he's black. Uh, He comes from a pretty disadvantaged background and so does a lot of work with disadvantaged black children and LGBT charities And just, as I say, just tries to raise awareness of the fact that there are a lot of 
injustices, particularly, you know, the focus is always on the LGBT community, but the best way of tackling those injustices is to get involved and to vote and to write to your politicians and things like that, rather than just shout about it and moan or complain on Twitter. So, you know, it's actually get out and do something about it. And and that's what RuPaul has done throughout his career. And that's what he does through this ridiculous TV show. <laughs> well, you know my stance on getting people out to vote. It's been my hobby horse for a long, mm. long time. I failed utterly, so hopefully RuPaul will have better success. <laughs> Although having said that, the highest turnout they ever had was for Donald Trump. Mm. And the only higher turnout has been for Joe Biden to get Donald Trump. <laughs> Still, there's always this year. America, don't let us down. At the time of recording, he's been blocked in two states. Mm. Maine is a fairly big one. <laughs> so that might scupper his chances. But it's America. And you have ways of surprising us in very... Do- <laughs> redeem yourselves, America. Come on. Yes. Do it for RuPaul. <laughs> So for that reason and for the decades of entertainment (laughs) that he, she has brought us, that's why I would like to honour RuPaul. I've I've absolutely no idea how old they are, so I don't know, because sometimes you've sort of got to hedge your bets on... (laughs) (laughs) All these drag queens, you can't tell these days. Will they be around to be honoured next year? So... (laughs) For this year, it was a choice between this person, someone who is much younger, and somebody who died 50 years ago. (laughs) So I got a nice uh, middle ground. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to RuPaul. To RuPaul. Yes, Queen! Yes, Queen! Yes, Queen! Right, well, that's it for another year. Well, another month, really, because I've got mine to, uh, yes, to fish have. out. Yes. Have you, have you thought of someone? Yes. Ooh. Maybe the next episode will be your birthday honours. Maybe there'll be something in between. We just don't know. Well, we do know because we've got three wishes for 2024. Ooh. Yes, we're the wrong way around this year, but we have been delayed. <laughs> but yes, next time we will be wishing our best for the next 12 months. Brilliant. Well, in that case, we will see you then. Ta-ta. Bye. <laughs> Nine Bob Note featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the programme was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.